Welcome to the Global Australian Podcast. I'm Johanna Pittman, CEO of Advance, the Global Australian Network. We're the non-profit organisation committed to strengthening Australia by nurturing a globally connected mindset at home and abroad. One of the ways we do this is by shining a spotlight on the impact of extraordinary global Australians. In this podcast series, we meet 25 game changers recognised in the 2023 Global Australian Awards. These remarkable individuals generously share their stories with us, giving us insight into their international career journey, its highlights and challenges, and what motivates them in their work. I hope you enjoy getting to know the inspiring game changers of 2023. In this episode, we meet Elliot Kotek, a 2023 game changer in creative excellence. Elliot Kotek is the founder and CEO of The Nation of Artists. Based in Los Angeles, Elliot is a producer, filmmaker, and collaborator focused on creating inspiring and purposeful content. He is a social impact leader whose goal is to drive change through storytelling. To kick off, in simple terms, how do you describe, how would you describe what you do? Yeah, it's, it's always been a tough one, mostly in terms of like how I spend my days. Um, it's really like conceptualizing and creating what we hope will be um, inspiring media assets. So documentaries, series, virtual reality, anthems, campaigns, all that sort of stuff. And what we're trying to do always is to bring awareness to the efforts of incredible organizations and individuals um, who are changing our world for the better. And then what we hope to do with that is hopefully inspire more people to collaborate, more people to act, more people to create inclusive innovation um, that will kind of perpetuate that, um, that circle of goodness. Now, is this something you always thought you would end up doing or how, how has this evolved for you? Um, I must say that I didn't have all these kind of lofty ambitions of doing greater than me type stuff always. Um, it's just been a series of yeses that have gotten me um, to this place. I think like any time I thought of something that sounded cool or something that sounded interesting, I kind of just went with it. And I think um, to a large part, it required me leaving Oz at first to get away from just the kind of linear path that I'd been on, uh, which was fantastic and which equipped me to do what I do now. But um, there was like, there were certain expectations I feel that are on you growing up in a town, going to school in that town, going to work in that town. Um, and so when I kind of got away and moved initially to New York, I was able to really commit to um, what I really value, which is creativity and community. And that really got me in some interesting doors and interesting places and, um, and doing things that I'd never thought I'd be doing. You mentioned that linear path when you're in Australia. Um, where where was that heading for you, and and what did you what did you think you you might work in? Yeah, as a creative, it's like hard for me to admit publicly, but um, but I, I did a science law double degree, and so I did a degree in pharmacology and toxicology, and then law at Monash, and worked in it for a few years before moving to the US. And then I wasn't so hairy. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> like, I was much more clean cut. And um, 
but I really uh, one thing that was always constant in my life was that I was a writer like I always like Saturday mornings or elsewhere and I didn't really know or think of it too much like a potential career but it was how I identified and and um, I identified as this just you know I had a great um, childhood in Melbourne and um, you know went to school in Melbourne went to Monash got my all my jobs through uni etc and so I had just such a great community of people around me um, that I felt like I needed to go off and explore a little bit in order to kind of see what else there might be out there and um, moving to New York in 2000 was an interesting time of course and um, and then like I went into theatre school and um, of course your parents after you've gotten your law degree and a science degree don't <laughs> want to hear that you've enrolled in theatre school so that really kind of busted me out of my shell and allowed me to explore more of those creative pathways and I was very fortunate that over time um, through journalism that I devoted myself to and through the opportunities that came my way I think a lot a lot of which or some of which happened as a result of being an Aussie um, that I was given more of those opportunities potentially because I spoke funny or reminded them of a koala and so so I feel like I got some of those opportunities maybe a little easier um, but um, eventually they led me down this path of okay well what's creating meaning when I'm speaking to these celebrities like you know I've interviewed every I, I like to say interviewed everyone from um, Elmo to Elon Musk and when I'm speaking to them I I really like want to find out what matters to them who their mentors are what social causes they believe in and so as a result of those questions I found myself diving deeper and deeper into what matters to them and what matters to me um, and then as a result of meeting all those filmmakers and others um, I started to collaborate with them and the power of collaboration just took over and uh, by keeping on that path I just started working on small documentaries we made the first ever user-generated feature film in history uh, that was 140 filmmakers signing up using Twitter um, and um, and so that was a first of its kind then we worked on a project for Nelson Mandela's birthday then we worked on projects that uh, ended up, um, you know, using 3D printing and creating a 3D printing prosthetics lab, um, using ocular recognition technologies um, to uh, help people with ALS, um, do all sorts of creative exercises. Um, this social robot duck, we ended up working on the launch of that, um, which is a social robot for kids going through chemotherapy and helps them cope. Uh, from a psychological perspective as well as increases their social engagement with others um, and so all these things came out as a result of that path of just kind of saying yes and then identifying that sometimes you just get gravitated towards things that have like greater meaning um, it's kind of like you know people talk about finding your purpose but I, I found my purpose Absolutely can hear that. And, and uh, one of the things that comes to mind, bringing together those sort of unlikely combinations of individuals, have you switched from being sought out to lead coalitions, to lead that collaboration, or are you still in the phase where you're, when you're, you've got the idea and you're trying to bring together these unlikely partners to work together? Yeah, thankfully, like a lot of those early projects won like really significant awards. 
and as a result of those like the can lions or the Clio's or um, we've been really fortunate in the reception to our projects at South by Southwest over the years in Austin and because of those awards it means that more organizations reach out to us or reach out to me to come up with other ideas or to collaborate with um, companies that are working towards something but don't know potentially how to bring it all together and so uh, we've been really fortunate to work with you know companies like New Balance and Qualcomm and Intel and I've worked with Sony and um, Amgen and the United Nations Development Program in collaboration with Hyundai um, and with Habitat for Humanity in collaboration with Whirlpool um, and so all of those um, are really incredibly meaningful collaborations and show you also the power of public and private coming together to make something happen when they have a kind of aligned agenda for impact and so our motto my, like a, as an organization at nation of artists the company that i started is ideas plus empathy equals impact like we've got no shortage of ideas and other people have no shortage of ideas but you really have to listen to people as to what idea is going to work for them and when you've got that combination um of things like empathy alone is not going to do it you can sit and hold someone's hand and hear their story and feel their feels as much as possible but still you need to get that idea to be generated so that you can move forward at some point in order to generate impact so um, so that's kind of how we kind of go about it but even though we have all that incoming stuff that we do um, I personally have come up you know with like dozens and dozens of other projects around water security and uh, putting a human face on the supply chain crisis or affordable housing or whatever it is and so I come up with other ideas that we then try and either sell to different places and raise the money for it uh, confronting hatred social justice all sorts of different uh, initiatives and oftentimes they take the form of more traditional documentaries like um, Little Miss Sumo about a woman who wanted to be the first professional female sumo wrestler in Japan a sport that there's it's their national sport but women aren't allowed to be pro at it so you've got a national sport that 50% of the country is not allowed to participate in that's ridiculous so when that project came up I wanted to collaborate with that team on that uh, when uh, black boys came up um, it was pre-pandemic it was we we just knew that you know black kids in the US aren't just getting just aren't getting a fair crack at it and at first it was just kind of like something that needed to be done that we needed to be working on and then after the murder of George Floyd and stuff it became an emergency that we had to address and so that ended up coming out on on NBC's platform Peacock and uh, we've got Black Girls that comes out as a companion piece uh, we'll be finished uh, with that later this year as well um, and yeah so we just we have all these things that we want to work on uh, that we do um, that may or may not make money um, as a side to all the co cool things that we get to do with um, with organizations and and agencies and um, more official institutions so to speak I can hear there's so many um, possibilities to work on and not a lot of competition not a lot of other people working at this intersection of public and private and um, on these really important issues right at the time um, what are some of the challenges you face and let's say if you've got a suite of projects you could work on what are some of the things that stop things going ahead 
Yeah, that's a great, um, that's a great question. Challenges, like, look, my motivation, like, seriously, like, I get to do some really cool stuff, and we've been busy for a very long time, and I just, you know, am kind of humbled by the fact that we keep getting to do this work over and over. And, um, and so my motivation for that is just to do, uh, I like to say more bigger with good people. I love what I do. I want to do more. I want to keep doing more. I want to do it at bigger and bigger scales. Um, like even our For Tomorrow project that won South by Southwest this year. Um, it's Hyundai, the United Nations Development Program, and put together by an agency called Sid Lee, who brought us in. And it uh, started off as a website where grassroots innovators around the world can post their projects of how they're helping their local communities with really significant issues. And now on that platform, there are 84 projects in 52 countries and we get to tell a whole bunch of those stories. And so some of them are short films, some of them are feature docs uh, that are on Amazon and stuff like that. And so we just want to keep doing it bigger and bigger. Um, the challenge as always is um, time and money, right? Like uh, I have plenty of projects that I'd love to get done. Uh, I've got a big board of ideas. Uh, if I turn the camera around, you'd see a whole bunch <laughs> of them. And um, and they confront hatred, they, they bring a, yeah, like, a, you know, I, I just want to continue to bring um, wider audiences to, to hear about all these kind of human perspectives um, and to change the world with these kind of, um, with these, with, through storytelling, through bringing these stories and these projects um, to, to more and greater awareness. Like we really think that using all the different tools for storytelling that are available right now, it's not just documentaries going to people who watch documentaries. It's it's pieces of news items. It's producing um, just little nuggets of information that run at the beginning of a YouTube video. Well, what we really care about is behavioral change and bringing about significant impact. So if if a documentary is the right way to do it, we'll do that. But if there's another way to do it, another format, um, we'll do that instead. So creativity and community drives these decisions like where is the audience what do we need to do to create change um, we're not just making content for the sake of making content where we're really like developing stories uh, for places that we think we can have the greatest reach and uh, potentially the greatest impact Elliot what does it mean to you to be recognized in this field of creative excellence um, as a game changer in these global Australian awards um, look, I'm not going to lie, when I got the email, it was fairly emotive. Um, you know, I've been fortunate in terms of like getting some shiny, uh, shiny paperweights <laughs> in my office. Um, and, um, and that's been awesome. Uh, but being kind of recognized as like an advanced game changer and um, these kind of massive words like Global Australian Awards, I have such a deep love for Australia um, and it really does inform my identity and how I go out in the world and I think that it has uh, enabled me to be received with open doors in so many different places like I've filmed in Turkey and Vietnam and, and, and Colombia and uh, the Philippines and India and all over the place. and. Uh, even during COVID, we did projects in like dozens and dozens of cities using local crews. And being an Aussie and identifying as an Aussie, no matter where you are in the world, um, people respond to you differently. And 
it's always with um, a welcome. And I don't think that there are many countries that have that effect on people. And uh, to tell you the truth, it feels like being kind of named to the Australian Olympic team or something. You know, it's like to have, to be recognized um, by people at home and no, noticing that people back at home, or where you think of as home, are noticing your work and care about it, um, it means a ton. Yeah, it's like, it's like uh, playing for the Boomers or the Wallabies or maybe the Matildas. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, um, absolutely. And, and that's the intention is to ensure that Australians know about what, what is happening, what other Australians are doing overseas. And I can hear in um, some of your projects, if we can be of assistance in um, identifying experts in those fields. Um, yeah, it's a few came to mind just as you spoke about a couple of those topics, um, people who you might not have come across before because they're squirreling away doing their thing. Um, exactly. But one last question um, is just what advice do you give to, uh, and I'm sure you're asked for advice a lot from young people starting in the industry, what advice do you give um, and maybe things that you wish you'd known earlier on? Look, I, I, you know, for me, I didn't really think of the creative world as I was always steered away from it, um, even though like growing up, um, you know, my folks did a really great service to us um, kids as, you know, exposing us to all different things like local theatre, lots of sports, allowing us to kind of find our way. Um, and um, and making the most of, of the natural landscape as well of Oz and of um, driving up the coast um, at any given opportunity and um, and I just say like I just like to think of it like as being that it's not just a land of opportunity I think like the Australian network is so generous of spirit the documentary network too is also generous of spirit maybe that's why it resonates with me so much I just find that if you are a young creative or a young person who wants to get involved in the creative industries, that there's nothing stopping you from getting started. It's one of those industries where you really can come from anywhere and any point of view, any varied point of view is valid. And no matter what stage you're at, there are other people who are at the same stage filling the other roles that you might need to make a project happen. So what I like to say to people is that just stay curious, get started and start to tell people about what it is that you want to be working on. If you've got something in mind and can start crafting a goal around it, something you want to be doing, then start telling as many people as possible online, offline, IRL, whatever you want to call it. There are so many communities that you can be a part of and they're fairly welcoming. And so um, if you just do it in a way that is like reaching out initially to people who are at the same stage as you, but also asking for advice from, from people up the food chain who've been doing it a little bit longer, um, that there's just really no barriers to entry. And so if you have that sense of purpose and you tell people about it, then you'll find your people, you'll find your community. And once you've found your people, I really truly believe that anything is possible. So fight, you know, state your purpose, talk about it loudly, be persistent. That'll help you find your people and with your people, anything is possible. Thank you for listening to this episode. 
For more inspiring stories of global Australian game changers, please go to our website, advance.org.